Now stay here and keep out of trouble. Welcome to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. There's the blockade. Join Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. As they break down that galaxy far, far away. Live? Question mark? <laughs> live? Question mark? Yeah, I guess we are live. Yeah, we are yeah, live. live. Hello, 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 hello. This is the Brixie Blockade Home Show 2019. Oh, that's my. It's my formal introduction for the new year. How's it going, Robin? It's going good, man. 2019's here. I think we're all ready for some Star Wars, some Marvel, everything happening. We got a lot of things in uh, 2019. So much stuff. So much stuff. It's it's quite crazy when you think about it, how much stuff. I mean, Sean, more recently, I was just kind of looking at like the movie rundown for 2019. Between Star uh-huh. Wars and Toy Story comes out this year. We're going back into our childhood with Toy Story. Yeah. There's a lot of things going back in our childhood. And yeah. starting with in March, we got Dumbo. Oh, that's right. We got Dumbo coming out. That, yeah. that, that was my childhood. That was one of my favorite movies going back. And now, of course, looking... Now I'm older, I kind of understand of the kind of the. I won't get into it, but but um, a lot of the controversies of that movie. Yeah. I won't, I won't go into it, but right. It was one. It was one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah, the, all these Disney classics between Mary Poppins and now. Dumbo. I saw that, by the way. How did you like it? I have not seen it yet. I I really enjoyed it. I mean, Emily Blunt was, was a great Mary Poppins, uh-huh. and. I I like how she was not trying to be Julie Andrews. Oh, true. Because she was trying to be Mary Poppins, and that's what yeah. I loved about it. I mean, the the music's fantastic. Uh, I've been listening a lot recently, especially the song called "Can You Imagine That." Great song. Is that the one that Lynn put together. I don't know, but Lynn was really good. I loved Lynn in, in that. Was and good. was he good? Oh, he was. He was. He was fantastic. And then you got Dick Van Dyke coming back. I was just about like, to ask you, how was yeah. his appearance in it? Uh, I won't spoil it too much, but he right, right. he was in there a little bit. Oh, and he was great in that. It was a good little throwback tease going oh, for awesome. the old back Mary Poppins. So yeah. I, I, en- I enjoyed it for what it was. So kind of looking back, I guess, Sean, at 2018, that was both here at Brick City and everything that we were doing. Uh, just in our lives overall, whether it's film, whether it's whatever else, Sean, what are you most fond of looking back at 2018? Ooh, most fond. Mm. Not fonds like the fonds, but most most fond, fond of. See, I almost said fonds. Fond. Um, probably, uh, for me, I think it's probably just um, hanging out with a lot of my friends and... yeah. Trying to get uh, more of the crew giving, getting back together and all that. Yeah. And spending a lot of time with family and all that. Yep. Yep. I can agree with that. Absolutely. Was there one particular moment for you that kind of stood out in 2018? A movie you saw or something you did? Uh, probably uh, us going down to Lancaster oh, and yeah. doing the charity thing and going, probably the, most fun day I had was going to Philly. I think, oh, even though it, even though it was yeah. really hot, that was like, such a great time. Oh man, 
bucket list item right there. Actually, that was going to be mine in in 2018. Was going to Lancaster, even though I was feeling like absolute crap, and uh, I was on medication for uh, my asthma attacks. Yeah, you did really well that trip too, <laughs> especially during that during that weather. Oh my goodness, 109 plus degree temperatures. We were walking around Philly, but we got to do the staircases at the at the Philadelphia Art Museum. Yeah, to and go then to the Rocky uh, statue. Yeah, the Rocky statue was pretty cool. Just walking around going downtown. I mean, I I wish we walked a little more outside, but it was way too hot to do that. It was hard, man. I mean, it was so hot, and I mean, yeah, it was really cool with the Rocky statue and everything. I think you know, being able to pose with Brick City shirt there, and then. Um, go back to Lancaster after. I mean, Philly is such a really cool city and I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back to back to there at some point. I mean, definitely in 2019 for sure. Um, getting back yeah. to Philly. And it's funny that we almost went to Detroit that day too, but it was like, let's, Detroit? let's do Philly and We didn't go to Detroit. We went to, almost went to Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore. Sorry, not Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Baltimore. No, I've been thinking Detroit because of my sister yeah. and oh, that's right. My boyfriend went up to Michigan. That's why I was thinking Detroit. <laughs> Let's go to Detroit next time. I mean, that'd be fun to go to Detroit, though. That's true. That's true. Uh, that's it's a really interesting point. Yeah, I, I have to say, same thing as you going to Philadelphia, going to Lancaster, doing the work with Rebel Cause down there. Um, even doing Xmas at Brewskins this year was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Going down there hanging out with the guys this time around. And, you know, I think one of the other things is too, is that we as a podcast network grew so much in 2018. Yeah. I mean, you and I, yeah. Sean, at the end of 2017, what did we say? That 2018 was going yeah, to be, be all year. It's gonna and be it was all year. And I think, and I'm going to say it again, I agree with you. I, I think we have so much great more, stuff. Probably more, yeah. more until after celebration. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, Celebration Lancaster is kind of like the kickoff to what our, the rest of our year is going to be like, which means just absolute fandomonium. Chaos. Chaos. Just, just chaos, yeah. I mean, Sean, I recently put up on the website that we're going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con again this year. We are going to Fan Expo Boston, um, which I'm super excited about. So people get to see us yet again mm, yeah. at some of the most major and- conventions. Yeah, and this year, hopefully, I will be going down to these ones. I know I missed a couple last year. Yeah, you so. went out to the West Coast on one of those times. You were traveling. You I didn't. No, I did not go. To, I did not go. I did not go to the West Coast. Where did you last go year. then? Where did you go then? I was working a lot, but you were working, but you did travel with your family a little bit last year on some of those days. Oh, we uh, yeah, we went to Nantucket last year. Nantucket, you did go south, but <laughs> not not too far. South. Not too nice south. No, I didn't. I didn't. That was 2017. I went to the West Coast. Yeah, it was 2017 that you did. Okay, all right. But I'm hoping for this year. For I hope we do a West Coast trip. Oh, I think it's got to happen. We, I, I already got connections. <laughs> <laughs> you do. So where you we can, We don't need a hotel. No. No, oh, I don't. Oh, I don't need a hotel. But <laughs> I'll get myself a hotel. <laughs> you can. You can rest in the. In the in the comforts of the Michaud family or whatever else, and, and I'll no, I mean if we go down there, we're gonna. I want to take you around Manhattan. I would love to go around Manhattan Beach, man. It, it it's become a more tourist area. Has it really over the past few years? Yeah, that's what my uh, family have been saying. 
it's like over the like years has been more of a tourist area yeah. which is kind of cool but oh, i don't yeah. feel like i don't think it's really a tourist area but yeah. maybe just because i go there a lot yeah i mean i think you have more of a connection to the west coast than many of yeah. us you know what i mean i mean it's uh it's deep within your family that that uh you go out there and you hang out and you know i i you always send me pictures too and i'm like oh come on man yeah <laughs> but uh, no more of that no more of that 2000 no. we'll be out on 2019 in and out it's coming let's go <laughs> that's right we gotta do in and out man we gotta do it you tell me all the time it's like buddy you haven't had in and out before and i got it oh yeah it's 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 like five times better than uh five guys <laughs> five times better than five guys that means it's five times five is 25 that means it's 25 times better than five guys yes i'm just exaggerating but I like it. I like it, though. You know, the other thing, too, Sean, is that Star Wars was extremely quiet in 2018. I have to say. It was. It, but Solo was the big thing in the summertime. We got it. Well, and it was here's quiet. my question. Yeah. What was your best Star Wars moment of last year? Ah, great question, because I think it is Solo. I really do. Is I it? Being there opening night, everybody, you know, we were all in the seats together for, for mm-hmm, Solo. Yeah. And, that was such a great. We went in our flip flops. That's yeah. We went in our flip flops to see Solo, and that was the we, one we thing the, I always wanted to do. You know, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Didn't you do that? What was that? Revenge of the Sith. Summer. Oh. Oh. Were, were you in flip flops? <laughs> I was in flip flops when I went to see Revenge of the Sith. Yes, yes. Flip-flops is not just spring. It's summer, too. <laughs> See, it, it, uh, it, it doesn't matter. I guess you're right. You're right. I did see Revenge of the Sith in flip-flops. You're correct. I wore I wore shorts with a Star Wars t-shirt in, in flip-flops when I was a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good point. Thank you for correcting no, me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. Who else wore flip-flops? Tell us now. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? You know, people on the West Coast were wearing flip-flops to go see Solo. Probably. Most likely. You know, if we ever do a Star Wars premiere in Los Angeles, you and I need oh, to wear... so like, much fun. Oh, just we go to the Hollywood wear, premiere. Just, you know what we got to do? We got to wear Brick City Blockade shirts with, with like, a tuxedo mm-hmm. jacket on, freaking board shorts, like what you wear when you go surfing, and then a pair of flip-flops. Oh, yeah. And just rock that to, <laughs> to a premiere. People mock us for doing that, though. What's that? Even though it'd be so funny how people would mock us oh, for doing oh, that. Absolutely. On the West Coast, which is hilarious. Because we're East Coast boys. It's like, no, no, no. I'm from the West Coast. Robin's not, <laughs> not, Robin's not with me. Mock him. You're I know sure. what I'm doing. Section just shoved me over. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, has, that would have to happen. It would have to. It would just have to, but yeah, I think going into 2019, let's talk about this now because we have, okay. like we said, all these great plans, um, celebration Lancaster. I'm going to tell you, there's some brick city stuff in the works that I'm going to talk to Sean about after I hit the stop broadcast button that we've been working on that I can't announce just yet other than the comic-con appearances. Um, no. but there's some really, really cool stuff in the works. And I think the one thing that I'm looking forward to 
is doing the conventions again. I think last mm. year was we took a break from doing conventions in 2017. We didn't do much. Um, we did the a lot of the local library conventions like Nashua. Yeah. And um, we did we the did, uh, Portland again. We did Portland. Was... I oh, absolutely love Portland. Big shout out to Casablanca Comics. They, they put on such a great show at the Fan Expo. Um, yeah. Saw a lot of our friends there. So we'll be doing Fan Expo. Uh, not the, uh, sorry, Comic Expo. Uh, Portland Comic Expo again this year. But the one thing that I'm super excited about is to do the big conventions again and to really get into Rhode Island Comic Con, Fan Expo Boston, just really get in depth and go see the celebrities and have conversations, go to the panels and mm -hmm. bring you guys the coverage because you can't always be there and bring that next level to this podcast network. I think I'm going to agree with you. I, that's what I'm waiting for 2019, all the, the podcasts and all that. Ugh, I know. It's super exciting. And the conventions and all that, but... I did not get uh, to my uh, favorite Star Wars moment in 2018. No, no, no. Sure. I will please, mention please, that. And for me, I think, I don't believe for me it was Solo. Okay. I wish it was. Uh-huh. For me, I, I think it's the the finale of Rebels. Wow, good choice. Because, because oh. for me... Because I, you know how I started out really late for uh, Rebels. Yeah, you had to get and I didn't get into it. And that was that was in 2017. I started watching. That's right. But and, and in 2018, I uh, no, it was 2016. I started. 16, I don't, know, yeah, don't remember 16. when. Yeah. 2016, 17. I started watching Rebels. Yeah. But I, it just the whole ending of the show is a. Was, was such fun, uh, was such a great a tie-in, and maybe for stuff for future stuff to come of Star Wars, we don't know yet. But right, I'm right. not gonna do any spoilers yet. I'm not gonna talk about any of the spoilers because I don't know if everyone right. seen the finale yet. So no, it does. That was for me. Uh, Rebels was the my favorite Star Wars moment. I think. Let me, let me say this without spoilers, Sean. Was it one specific uh, character that appeared that really made it for you? For the season finale? or Yes, the... yes for the season finale. That oh, last yeah, yeah. five minutes. Oh, yeah. Of course it was. <laughs> I think we're on the same level. Chris Letty knows what we're talking about, too. No, yeah. I totally... I, I can't. I can't say anything. <laughs> I know it's so hard not to say anything because I know that there are people out there who haven't seen it just yet or are just getting caught up on stuff. There's a lot of people out there. I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to more recently that said, "Oh, you know what? I didn't hop on the Star Wars Rebels uh, wagon right away, so now I'm getting all caught up." Yeah. And I'm like, "I want to tell you everything, but I can't because now you're yeah. watching it." Right, and there's just so many great moments in Star Wars. It, it Rebel. I'm gonna say this: Star Wars Rebels is one of the best things to come from Star Wars since Clone Wars, easily. And that th this is my next question. I was gonna go straight into. Yeah, yeah. What are you most lo looking for for Star Wars 2019 oh, of man. content of Star Wars? All right, you go first, since since you got and us all hyped up. You go first. For me, it's gotta be the the final season of Clone Wars. Oh, I yes. just want. I don't care. I'm not really interested in episode nine right now. Don't really care about any of the books or anything. Uh -huh. and 
any of the games. I'm just my mind's all on right now is Clone Wars and just wanting to see how it ends pro- properly. Mm-hmm. What Filoni wanted to do with Clone Wars that he wasn't able to yeah. do when Disney came and said, nope, we're moving on from we, that. And now Disney's giving him the control again. I mean, yeah. There was still a lot, a bunch of unanswered questions during the last season, even though when they, yeah. some of the episodes went up on Netflix for the mm-hmm, final mm-hmm. season. Not the final final season, but the final season. If you catch my drift, but yes, yep, I I, totally. I think that there's so much more development that Filoni has with it. And the big thing, Sean, and I'm glad you bring up Clone Wars in this case, is because we still haven't led ourselves up to the beginning of Revenge of the Sith yet. Because we know what happens in Revenge of the Sith, but we we didn't see anything really truly dark side Anakin yet. And I think Filoni wanted to do that. I think you want to show us more of that. And the one thing that I really want them to explore more is uh, Barris Sophie's character. And yes. because before yes. I, I was reading, reading off, he's, he was, Dave Filoni was going to uh, essentially kill her off or uh-huh. kill herself in the, in their, in the prison. But she, right. but he completely killed off the idea. Ha ha. Pond joke. Ha ha. But, <laughs> I that was that. terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But I'll, I'll let it fly. I had to, but uh, anyways, yeah, you're, right. But, you're right though. She she lives through that through that section. I mean, I I want to know how evil she is. I mean, we mm. we only got her uh, like a couple episodes of her, of course, betraying Ahsoka and all that. Yeah. Spoiler: If you didn't haven't seen the Clone Wars all at all, you probably all should have by now. Yes, you should have but, definitely gotten caught up at this point. Yeah. And what did yeah, Nalini tell I, us? What did Nalini tell us at White Mountain? I think it was James or, or you. She does you not know. Jane. Yeah, she didn't know about it. No, I mean, she all she knows is her character from the clone, from the, her character in the episode two of the Attack of Clones. And she, she didn't get much detail in, uh, the Clone Wars, but yeah, they, of course they, they she's a different actress. Well. Yeah. Right. Mm. And then, I don't know. We'll see. No, I think it was you and James that said something to her. And you said how she turns dark side, essentially. And, and she's convinced right. that the dark side is her pathway because the path of the Jedi is wrong. And I remember her face when you and James yeah, told I, that. She was so into it. She was like, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? I love that idea. Yeah, I was just about to say that, saying, she, I loved her expression, saying her, the idea of her becoming evil is different. Yeah, and she's a huge Darth Vader fan, and she loved the idea that her character became very dark side. How, how interesting would it be to see Bar- Barris and Anakin work together? Oh, like after we, I don't think we 66? Yeah, I, don't, I I don't remember their Ooh. relationship in the Clone Wars. Which now I'm gonna probably go before Clone Wars come back comes go back. back I'm gonna see it. see I'm gonna see watch some of the various episodes and see her interaction with Anakin. See if Anakin picks up with anything. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I mean, there could be some kind of development there that Filoni wants to build up from, and it'd be a great we we expect Obi Wan, we expect Anakin. We now see. We're going to see Ahsoka in there with the clones. 
but is Barris like that X factor? It, or, you know, is she that X factor in there? That's the tie between the Jedi and the, and the Sith of the dark side that kind of pulls at Anakin in a way. I'm curious. You're right. Yeah. And, and I, of course I want to see Luminaire's reaction. We didn't yes. see much of her reaction. I mean, Good we point. got a, a little, a little taste of her reaction when she right. found out when Barris was betraying the Jedi and all yeah, of that. And yeah, she was just, it was a, what, what it was the short minute clip at the yeah, end not of enough, not enough, not enough of Luminara and Barris's relationship, but because it was of course played more of a Barris Ahsoka relationship of how the friendship turns drastically changes during that moment. Yeah. That's such a, and that's one of those other things too. I know 2019 and, the moment that I'm looking forward to the most in 2019, not only is Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but I'm looking, I'm looking forward to what the Mandalorian is going to bring us because it was recently reported that the Mandalorian is going. Yeah, to that that would have been my second choice. Yeah, uh, there's so many different possibilities, and now that Favreau is bringing in IG88, we're going to see a lot of connection to some of the aspects of Star Wars that we've been missing for quite some time. And if it's the IG-88, like in, in Shadows of the Empire, like from the N64, where you had where you had mm-hmm. where Dash Rendar and you had to try to defeat IG-88, that's what I want. I want that, you know, uh-huh. classic N64 kind of feel, bounty hunter, like scourging the universe for for every opportunity to try to make their way in, in the Star Wars universe. That's that's exactly what I want from this. And it's funny, you bring up now Luminera and um, Barris of Fee, mm-hmm. I want to see Star Wars step out of the box in 2019. I want to see, and I personally, with the canon books and comics, it's been really tough. I've been keeping up, but there's just so much out there that it's so hard to follow. I want Star Wars, if they're going to do some of this stuff with like Age of the Republican stuff, please uh, give give us a Luminara. For, for the, Barris yeah, of for the comics that no, just came out. I want a novel. I want E.K. Johnson to write a Barris of Fee and Luminara a novel. Yes. Yes. EK, if you're That's listening right now, I want to go to Del Rey and go to Lucasfilm because I think you could perfectly take on those, both of those characters, show them from a young upbringing, how they became friends and how that transitioned into order. 66. I, I think those betrayal. two are just going back to the, those two. I think those yeah. two are one of the best. Oh, one of my favorite Padawan Jedi relationships. Has to be. Has yeah. to be. And it wasn't explored enough. And that, and I mean, like most of them, other like other Padawan Jedi uh, master relationships have been explored as a lot, but not as much as Barris and Illuminara. We, yeah. We've only got a couple episodes in it in Clone Wars, and that's just probably it. That's true. That really is all we got from that. And I feel like there is, with how we've been running with the prequels lately, between Clone Wars coming back, we got the we have a Qui Gon well, and Obi Wan book coming out. Wouldn't it make sense well, to, to do that? I mean, in all yeah. honesty. Speaking of the prequels, yes. I mean, we've been they've been releasing uh, the comic books by Marvel, Age of the Republic. Yes, that's what, yeah, that was what I was mentioning. Yeah, and I think I like their their direction, their step they're taking, and I picked those two comics up, and I I kind of enjoyed it. It was kind of like mm-hmm. a one issue character thing and i hope they do more of it like like i know we got i mean do we see a qui-gon after that yes or do we see something from 
more of uh, General Grievous or oh, do something great. of, I don't know, uh, Alaric Asir or something like that. Like, yeah, really? Going, really going, ba- going back to the that yeah. era of, yeah. of pre- the prequels. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean, picking up that Age of Republic comic like I did too, those one-off series, which, uh, it brought me back to being in the theater for episode one and episode two. Which one? The Darth Maul or the... The Obi Wan one. The Obi Wan one. I wow. really enjoy. I enjoyed wow. the Obi Wan. I picked up the Darth Maul. See if they did anything as much changing. Yeah, eh. yeah. but it just adds more to Darth Maul. That's all it really does in terms of. I mean, it's like, it, yeah, cool, cool, more, more Darth Maul stuff. Yeah, it, it's really I, what it is. When I when funny thing when I was picking that up, I was like, wait, I hope Kara makes an appearance at all. <laughs> That's oh, what I was right. hoping. Right, you kind of like, like, like please, ah, please, please, please. Oh, it's go. Oh, it's like please, please. Oh, it's just. Prequel cool mall, yeah, but it's, it's the same old, same old. Yeah, like you said, go uh, about the Obi Wan comic. Uh, like you said, how it is, it felt like you were watching episode two, kind of, or more, yeah. more episode one actually. Brought you it back. Was more of a, it was more of a between of episode one to two. Yeah, it was. It was that gap between episode one and two when we were kids, and we were like, "What is going to happen next? What is yeah. going to happen next for these characters?" and Boy, did it take me back to my childhood, man. I mean, yeah. you and I grew up prequelists. We were. And we still yeah. are. We love the prequels because that was our Star Wars at the time. And it's, I, it's funny how the prequels have become the most memes, too. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. It, prequels were hated for so long. And I say things about Jar Jar Binks, but when I think back to it, and now with Ahmad Best coming out, you know, there's so much fantastic stuff out there that the prequels gave us. And I appreciate it even more now than I did then. I mean, do we see a Jar Jar coming, uh, Jar Jar book comic book coming out? Oh, that'd for be the great. next thing, or I want to see. Like, him as a I feel like I feel like they're gonna do that, or I think the next one. I believe they're gonna do something with the with Padme since oh, that'd since, be great. since Queen Shadows is coming out, which ah, I'm so yeah. excited for is coming out. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Well, it comes out at the end of the month, so. Mm-hmm. Whenever it comes out, I'm going to Barnes and Noble and picking it up. <laughs> yep, they're gonna have that Barnes and Noble exclusive edition with like a Padme poster in it. I'm gonna rip that poster out, put it right up on my wall because it's perfect. Right? Yeah, and I can't wait to see what it explores. It may talk about her having to give up powers to Jar Jar when she had to when she had to leave. Remember when she had to leave Coruscant because she was being attacked? They may talk a little bit. We could say oh, it's not out of the picture. <laughs> That, that some of the interlude parts in that book, some of the prologues could be about Jar Jar and what he was doing in the Senate. Right. Which I, I, I don't know, but uh, I don't there, know. there's so much great content coming out in terms. And it's funny. I ha, I don't see a lot of novels like the new Thrawn novel. I'm not super excited well, about. I think we fleshed out Thrawn just enough by now. That's Yeah, I think we need to step back from Thrawn and get some new kick. Not new characters, but more characters discovered. Can we get a young like, Harrison Dula comic? Yeah, or or more Sabine, or yes, or yes. something from Rebels, like more uh, Ezra, or something like that. Mm, yeah, a little bit more Ezra. Um, like like more of a little. I say I can't. I'm not gonna say anything. I just I almost spoiled something, but. <laughs> Rebels, but. You were so close to spoiling. Yeah, yeah, I stopped myself. Good, good move. Good, good, good. Kill him, uh, kill him. 
Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think that we maybe need a Zeb comic. Talk a little bit more about Zeb Aurelius there. Um, even an Agent mm -hmm. Callus. I want to know how he like got into the Imperial Academy, became so powerful, and then switched. Like, you what know who I yeah who I want a comic or a because I'm looking right now. I'm looking at uh, this uh, book called Woman of the Galaxy out for Christmas. Oh, isn't that such Amy Rakoff? Yeah, that on and she is just amazing. yeah, and it has such great female characters in it. And yes. I think one. I'm looking at it right now that I would love to read more of the, about Stila. Oh, good point. Go, going back to the Clone Wars era. I mean, wow. Yes. Because we know she had a, uh, a relationship with young Saw Gerrera back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, didn't she even have a connection to Han in a way, too? I, I think she had a connection to Han going on into the future. I don't know. I thought she didn't she die or something. Right, 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 right. I think she showed up in the in the Lando and Han comic though. Oh right, maybe. Yeah, I uh, think there was a connection. I, I wish they kept going with the Lando comic, the the new one. Oh, I know. I know it was a mini. Lando, I know it was a mini series, but it was not enough. It really wasn't. But enough. I I think I think the the reason why they didn't want to spoil too much. Maybe because episode nine will yes. probably go through Lando's backstory a little bit. Yeah, they'll probably talk a little bit about. Don't want don't 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 want to spoil too much of his backstory. Let maybe episode nine do that That's or a, a few point. scenes or whatever. That's a good point. They have to be very careful because of Billy D coming back to play Lando in episode nine. Maybe they'll wait till after episode nine to give us some more stuff about what he was. Yeah, you know what? Now that you th now that I think about it, you're right. They're going to wait until after they flush out Lando in episode nine and build some of that character yeah. and then answer the questions. And then after episode nine, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe like doing. a, maybe like a, uh, 2020 Lando book or whatever that would come out. Yeah. Can I mean, that would be pretty cool. A little bit. Can we age him up a little bit? And then just have <laughs> play in a Lando movie. Maybe if we wait five years or so. Yeah, seriously. I mean, Why Lando. Not? Well, what? How how old is uh? Don Glover's what? Donald. He's no, he's he's thirty. Some he's is thirty, he really right? In his thirties. I think is he's he in his thirties. Really? Oh boy, fans out there. Well, tell us if we're wrong. I'm well, not surprised. Well, he he doesn't age. So does Rami Malek. Oh, doesn't that's age. True. Rami Malek does not age what whatsoever. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see how old Donald Glover is. I oh. thought he was in his. I thought it was in, like, I thought it was, like, 31 or 33. Oh, let's see. Let's I, see. Well, I, I know Rami Malek's 35. He does not right. look like he's 35. No, he does not. He does not. The, the dude still looks like he's, like. <laughs> oh, dude, Donald Glover is 35. Are you kidding Ooh, me? He's 30. Well, I would say he was, right? Yeah, you would only have, well, have you, another 10. Have you seen him in Community, how young he looks, though? Yeah, I know. I I'm just thinking about it in the music video for "This Is America." I, I was like, "Whoa, this dude's like my age." Yeah, in that in that video, he looks like he's in his, or I mean, late twenties. Yeah, it, that's that's what I'm going off of is from that video. And then I mean, the thing about Redbone, like even in Redbone, he he looks pretty young. He looks pretty young in Atlanta as well. He does. I think because he is playing a that's younger a, role. 
That and probably lots of makeup and all that. Yeah, so that's all you'd have to do is age Donald Glover. Give him another 10 years, especially if they're not going to do anything with the episodic films for another three to four years. Only if if he wants to. I feel like he would. I totally think he would. Imagine if you could integrate like hip-hop in the galaxy with that. Oh, man. I'd be down. Sign me up. Can we just have a a cantina song with hip-hop by Lando? Or not even hip-hop, more like an RB song. RB song. I think yeah, I think Travis like Redbone just do a Star Wars out, al- just a Star Wars music album. Kind of like what uh, uh, the Spider Man mm. got thrown yes. sp- into the Spider Verse. Great yes. film, by the way. I loved it, man. I absolutely I, loved it into the Spider Verse. I'm so glad. Why do we talk about? Why do we just start talking about 2018? Our favorites and all that. Since we're yeah, 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 yeah. Go going ahead. a little off topic for a little no, bit that's, now. That's good. That's good. What, so so for 2018 into the Spider Verse. I will agree with you. I mean, what, what, what was your top five favorite films of last year? Oh, wow. Top five favorites. Okay, so... In, well, no, in no particular order. Okay, all right. Um, boy, oh boy. Um, or top, top top five films that were released in 2018, not, with, not when you watched it in 2018. Okay. Um, let's go with... So I'll start with... I'm just gonna list them because I can't even think about numbering them right now. Um, that's why I said no order, no particular no order. order. Okay. If um, you if you listen, you oh. would know. <laughs> Sorry, I was still amazed by Donald Glover's age. Um, <laughs> right. Listen, Bohemian Rhapsody is on there for sure. Um, I'll go into the Spider Verse. I won't say anything after because I'll name mine after. Um, wow. Trying to even think about what other ones. Definitely Infinity War. Um Solo. That's four. And let's go with Oh man. Wow. It's always that fifth one, man. That fifth one is always the toughest to work with. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ooh, interesting choice. Uh, yeah. I totally forgot that movie got released last year. Yeah. As, yeah. I, as I was just listening. Yeah. So Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Solo, Into the Spider-Verse, and Bohemian Rhapsody are my five. Okay. For me, and I think, for me personally, I think Bohemian Rhapsody, I finally watched it. What a great film. It's uh, one of my favorite films of, of 2018. It's one of my favorite films in the last five years. Or, yeah. Rami Malek. Mm. Killed it. He did wonderful. Uh, what was the other movies? Uh, Infinity War, I, I think that's going to be an obvious choice for me. Right. It just uh, so much, yeah. Isle of Dogs. Oh, good choice. That was a really great film. By Wes Anderson. J- just recently watched it. Oh, great. I believe that got released in 2018, right? Yeah. Isle of Dogs was I don't know. I finally came on HBO. I was like, I'll watch it. It was a great film. That's weird. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love it's soft yeah. animation motion, just like Miss, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. Oh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, I was like, that was 2007. Yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> what? Fantastic Mr. Fox was 2017, and then it comes out and does Isle of Dogs in 2018. No, that that movie came out 
a while ago. Did it really? It just feels like yesterday that film came out. I know it felt. I think it came out like 2012 or 2013. Really? Like wow. I think yeah. Time flies when you're starting well, to get old. Yep. My goodness uh, gracious. Yeah. What other ones? Yeah. Once I, uh, what do I have? I have Bohemian Rhapsody, yep. Isle Dogs, Infinity War, Into the Spider Verse has got to be one. My, although one of my favorite animated movies. Yep. And for me, I it's a little while. I finally watched the favorite. It was actually really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was, it, it was interesting. It was a little confusing. After, it's, a little, it's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. But I mean, if you if you understand it, I think if I if I understood it, it would be it would be better than Bohemian Rhapsody. But well, it wasn't. Right. Right. Uh, and I just what, love Emma, I just love Emma Stone anyway. So. The one that I did not get to see that I think would have made my top list, Sean, and Willem Dafoe was in it, and it was up for uh-huh. a lot of awards, was At Eternity's Gate, the story of Vincent I have Van never Gogh. seen I have not Loving seen Vincent. That. that was another one, too, that I saw. No, that, that came out in 2017. I know, and it was weird. I saw that last year, though. So. It came out because yep. it hit the awards in, in early 2018. It was weird it, the way that it It got robbed out. by Coco, but don't get me wrong. I loved, I, loved, I loved Coco. Coco is a great movie. It is. Um, At Eternity's Gate was a film that I did not get a chance to see, and I'm, I'm looking forward to if it hits Netflix or Hulu or whatever else, because no. I want to see yeah. it. Willem Dafoe looks yeah. just like Vincent Van Gogh. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer the other couple weeks ago, and it looked really great. And Oscar Isaac plays his brother in it. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I did, I did not put Solo on there. It was yeah, not my favorite film. Understand. I can understand. There was a lot of great indie films this past year. A lot of a lot of Oscar buzz stuff. And I was, and I was gonna say Black Panther, but that's that's kind of down in my top ten. Yeah, that's. A I top mean, it was 10. a great film, but how about Deadpool? <laughs> oh, Deadpool! Yeah, there's always top great. 10, movie. But Bohemian Rhapsody is probably the best film of the year for me personally. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Bohemian Rhapsody did a lot of cool, cool things, especially for us music people. That, yeah, the the Live Aid. Oh, what I almost thought I was watching the Live Aid with with Freddie Mercury. So did I. I had to watch after watching. I had to watch the Live Aid on YouTube. Yeah, and it's so accurate. Yeah, it's scary. It's very, very scary. And it, it's funny after watching Bohemian Rhapsody. I was not a big Queen fan, but. <laughs> it's funny it I'm, I'm beginning loving loving queen a little bit more just because oh, of that film good. yeah it really is it's what this generation needed they really needed an idea for you know and i'm not saying because you and i are exposed to music all the time and a lot of the people at the network here are just diehard music fans and i think what it did for this generation is 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 it exposed them to music that you and i listen to all the time it, classic it, rock and, yeah it's and plus, the growing up with the with the Star Is Born, which is not uh-huh. classic music, right, right. And I heard I heard great things about it. I haven't seen it, so I can't make an make an opinion on it. True, true. I, I, that's that's another film I want to see because of Lady Gaga being in it. I, I I'm, yeah, I'm just a, I'm a huge I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan. So I know you 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 really and I I think. You're you oh, you're, you yeah. like Lady Gaga, but you just haven't seen her act yet, and I think that's going to boost it even more for you, probably. Yeah. 
I've seen her in. I, I I see that's a lie. I haven't seen her in Miracle Horror Story, but I oh, heard yeah. she's great in that. Yes, yes. Heard a lot of great things about that one. Heard a lot, a lot of great things about that one. Um, Sean, do we want to get into some fan questions? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So just I I have all the fan questions. Thank you to uh, Christopher Ball and Dave Hackerson for sending in some fantastic, fantastic questions. Huh. Sorry, Hulu just uh, <laughs> reminded me the Nets are playing Celtics tonight. Oh, that's right. Brooklyn's playing Boston tonight, man. And then you got the national championship on. So you got your Celtics and you got your Bama on there tonight. Oh, they're playing. I got to watch them. I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I, I was watching them last week. Uh, that's right. Yeah, Bama Clemson. Bama. I know. You're a big Bama guy. I got Clemson tonight, but that's, that's just me because uh, I – Anyway, uh, Anyways, yeah, probably gonna beat my nets anyway, so <laughs> I'll just watch that. So, Christopher Ball <laughs> sent this question. Big shout out to Christopher, local guy. Uh, he's gonna be on an episode of uh, the Make the Jump podcast with myself coming up. We're gonna find out a little bit more about him, and uh, the blockade listeners get to find out more about why he's such a Star Wars fan. And uh, Christopher mm-hmm. messaged us using the hashtag, and I think this is gonna be our hashtag going forward. Ask Brick City. I love that hashtag. Nice job, Sean. That's thank that. you, thank you. I mean, it was pretty, just pretty simple. <laughs> it did, didn't take didn't take too much. I I agree. I think it's nice, it's simple, and it's going to work great. So hashtag Ask Brick City. If you want to ask us a question here on the home show, either so, ask us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever exactly. you can find us. Wherever you can find us, go and ask. Use the hashtag Ask brick city so christopher ball asked us i want you to riff on how we will learn or see or whatever the adventure leading to finding ezra and thrawn so i'm assuming based on is it a little bit of a spoiler for rebels yes so i'm gonna put out yes. a spoiler warning spoiler, right spoiler, now. spoiler spoiler i mean now i can finally answer my what <laughs> my spoiler i was gonna not gonna say so whoop 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 it's like the death star uh or from SpongeBob, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> for the graveyard shift episode. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So Christopher wants us to rift off on whatever the adventure leading to finding Ezra and Thrawn will be. This is concern. This is concerning specifically Ahsoka and Sabine coming out of the Star Wars Rebels finale. Mm-hmm. And he's asking, how will it connect to everything now, or when will it timeline wise? So when do we see this all coming together? in the near future within the Star Wars timeline, and to what effect will it create in future entries in the timeline? So if they're able to find Ezra and Thrawn, mm-hmm. what does that do to the timeline? Where do Ezra and Thrawn fit into the equation? So part one, Sean, I'll have you uh, answer, is where do we see Ahsoka and Sabine going? Do we see it in a TV format? Do we see it in film <laughs> going to find Ezra and Thrawn? What do you think? I mean... I would personally, I would love to see like a live action oh, like, yeah. adaption just because I want to see somehow just need to see the silk in, in live action form. But Ashley Eckstein, come on, you can do it. Ah, seriously, seriously, take on the Either role. That, that'd be great. That or just go straight into the comics. Oh, that's just, true. Do it through comics. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting because we haven't seen much of uh, any Rebels comics at all. I haven't I seen much of Clone Wars. Or yeah. I mean, do is it now the time we see like a Soka 
more of like a, a just a Soka Sabine comic, like have a Soka and a Sabine, just not not just Soka comic, but kind of、mm. like kind of like what like Archie and Friends is kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of cool, like an Archie、uh, version of the Star Wars universe with a Soka and Sabine. No.、Oh. <laughs> but, High school、uh, yeah. years. High school, no, but Soka's older than that now, so. <laughs> That's true. She's like graduating. Well, in that time, in that timeline, which、yeah. is interesting, because interesting, interesting question. And, I mean, going back from that episode when Ezra was trying to find Ahsoka、uh-huh. in the timeline, yeah. Do we see that the same way doing that? Yeah. So, so do Ahsoka? Does Ahsoka bring a Sabine in that? And like the world between reasons, worlds, yeah. And does she? I mean, I would love to see that in comic form or,、yeah. or just animation form again, just that place, and would love to see Ahsoka bring Sabine back and kind of, kind of look in the crystal ball to see what happens with Swan and Ezra, and like maybe that'd be towards if the, if it's a TV show, maybe towards the end of that season, That's we see、point. that and it's like, hey, here finally get, let's see what what the Unanswered of Thrawn Ezra's, right, right, and I think you have to have Dave Filoni, Christopher, to to do that. He's the guy who's been leading the Ahsoka and Sabine charge. I I think Sean, I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I think it has to be Filoni to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think he's the guy to kind of complete that. And I think Christopher, one of the most interesting points that you bring up in this, and the one that kind of still revolves around <laughs> the connection for me is just this whole idea that. Ezra and Thrawn are out there. Sabine and Ahsoka are going out. I like the idea of a live action. I think that format works with the timeline because, again, this is after Return of the Jedi. You have to be careful because if you start playing into the Force Awakens timeline, then you start asking, okay, then where does Ezra, Thrawn, Sabine, and, and Ahsoka play into the the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens? You have to be careful with that timeline unless they show us something. Yeah, in episode. I、eight. mean that's why that's why it's really hard with the timeline when. Especially just rebels and Clone Wars itself, especially right, right. Clone Wars with with the Anakin and I mean we don't see that off screen. I mean on screen, of course, in the Revenge of the Sith and and all that. I mean, as you know, Clone Wars takes place during Revenge of the Sith. Correct, correct, correct. So that so there is that. Um, I, I'm not going to say a wonkiness, but there's like an interesting part in the in the timeline where. You do have to be careful where you include some of these characters, and if you're going to do it, then it has to match up with what Rebels gave us. That lead up, it really、mm-hmm. does. Because if you don't make that connection, I know Thrawn has his own novel. He's doing his own thing with、um, with Eli、uh, Vanto out there, and Eli's doing everything with the Chiss Ascendancy. I get it. I get it. But Sabine and Ahsoka have their own job they got、yeah. accomplished now. I mean,、yeah. at least at least finish the canon before getting into more Thrawn stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's. A- I mean, it's it's okay to add Thrawn in that canon because he's, of course, because it's it's Thrawn and Ezra. Just that's the only thing I should care about for Thrawn right now. Right. Anything else, I really don't care right now because we've we've gotten too much of Thrawn right now. Yeah. No, it's that's that's a. That's a really good point.、Uh, so, Christopher, thank you so much for the question, man. Thank you, thank you. That's absolutely fantastic. Keep using that hashtag, Ask Brick City. 
uh, for all your Star Wars questions or just ju- questions in general here for the home show. Just 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 throw it out to us. Questions, and- go- comments, concerns. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they mention Clemson and Alabama in a podcast about Star Wars and Nerdum? You know, stuff like that, I guess. Um, next well, one. That, that Next that one. means we blocked the yeah. hitters. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Um, no, we one, won't do that. Next one, let, let me just shout out a Hajime Mastang to our good friend, Mr. Dave Hackerson over there in Japan at Norsk Akirono. I think I said that the right way. Um, he oh. posed a question both on Facebook and on Twitter to us. And Dave, we love you, buddy. Keep up the awesome stuff that you're doing and all those fantastic. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Star Wars themed articles. I absolutely love it. Big fan of what Dave does. So his question to us, Sean, is, and he says this specifically. You guys can go on Twitter and see it. He says, hard to nail yeah. down on a specific question for this, which is okay. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think just keep posing what you're going to do. But I'll pose these. Is Ahsoka a manifestation of one way in of one way in Anakin helped to bring her to bring balance in the force? So did Ahsoka truly in many ways, help Anakin bring balance to the Force because she became a great Jedi in many ways. So yes, the Jedi mm, were being yeah. eradicated, but Anakin went dark. She still survived. She was kind of, in many ways, the true last Jedi uh, in some way. What do you think about that, Sean? Yeah. I mean, I can't, I kind of believe it, especially when watching... The, the final seat the final episodes of the Clone Wars we see that her her state of mind trying to trying to calm down Anakin and Anakin's like no 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 right right and it's funny because when I when I'm watching that scene it doesn't seem like Anakin's darkness is it's it's kind of bouncing off Soka a little. That's a really good point. I like the way you said that too. I've never heard anybody use it that way, but it's perfect. Yes, it does bounce off of her. It really it doesn't I mean, it doesn't get to her. Yeah. She's one she I kind of I'm going to compare her kind of to Yoda right now. Okay. And That's a great comparison. Just because I know it's Yoda's one of the not he's not a great Jedi, but he's one of the Few, most fewest Jedi who could re- who sees the darkness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and but he doesn't really reflect off of it. That's like great, what I'm yeah, saying. That's it. true. And yeah, he 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 understands it, but he he can easily control to get away from it. I mean, mm. not like how I mean. Rick, I'm gonna kind of associate with Ray mm-hmm. when during Last Jedi when she's trying to control the darkness. It doesn't happen that's really a bet her failing at, as a jedi right now and she, i don't of course i i believe she's not going to become this great powerful jedi i know she's going to become a good great jedi i don't think right, she's gonna right. be that powerful as like as ahsoka yeah and i i think that's one of the reasons why ahsoka is is one of the one of the fewest jedis that's really strong because yeah. I believe she could control the dark and the light. That's why it's she's a great Jedi, basically. Yeah, direct direct connection right to Qui-Gon Jinn in many ways. Qui-Gon was neither a Jedi nor a Sith, and neither was he a light side user. Qui-Gon was somebody who did not believe in the Jedi's way necessarily, even though he still practiced it. 
he believed that there was something more to the Jedi than just the lightsabers and everything. He believed in the Force. Ahsoka is that same way. Yeah, he carries that. Uh, same of course, of course, she uses Jedi. Uh, the Jedi uh, weapon. Right? I'm Jedi, yeah. Jedi way, but right. It's kind of what uh, Barris was saying, and again, going Barris saying yeah, how, was, yeah, that what was that last line she said that that she uh, Soka can't be as a great Jedi and all that until she realizes, yeah, realizes, yeah, and I think that I think that's another reason why Ahsoka is a great Jedi. I think because. Ahsoka doesn't. I mean, that that's the last time she was mil, manipulated by a yeah. uh, a Jedi. If you want to kind of, yeah, now a Jedi now. Yep, yep. That was the last time Ahsoka was manipulated, and then again, not really to Anakin. She kind of understood it, which is kind of weird to understand. Yeah, to to understand where Anakin's heading and she had that balance of knowing what is good and what is bad and then finding that middle pathway. And and it says it right here, you know, Dave Hackerson was able to tra- translate from what we saw in Clone Wars into what it would have been in Japanese. In her standoff with Vader on Malachor, which obviously happens in Star Wars Rebels, a fantastic scene. Yeah. One of my favorites. She tells him, "I am no Jedi." And the Japanese subtitles actually say I no longer walk the Jedi path, which is exactly what you're saying. So the Japanese subtitles give us even more yeah. in depth to what she was thinking. And he continues. That, that, yeah. He, that's he, interesting. How, how much does Dave Filoni know Japanese? That's my question. Well, think about. I mean, th- yeah, this I, connection. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think of the different languages Dave Filoni uses in, in Clone Wars Rebels. What, what do you think the closest to uh japanese would be i think that i think all of them have some kind of connection to and dave hackerson if you're listening which i know you love listening on the brick city please let us know because i feel like dave has some insight on that i think there are a lot of callbacks to traditional japanese Uh, i'm talking about like just just in-depth japanese connections in terms of the language that's being spoken to alien species and Humanoid species I mean, in the galaxy, well, especially the the concepts of different characters as well. Because yeah, I remember one one specific character. I don't know if it's true, but uh, Rio Chuchi. Oh, she, good point. Yes, she, she her character kind of reminded me of that. Uh, I don't know how 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 do I want to put it, uh, without offending anyone. No, no, I I think what you're trying to put it as is like. When you look at the sensei and, and, and the learner, it's very similar to the Jedi Master and their Padawan. Yeah, and she was very uh, philosophical. Oh, f- philosophical. Philosophical, yeah. There you go. That's the Especially, word. That's the word. Yeah, she was very philosophical with Padme during those few, very few episodes she was in. And I think... I just, just my guess, I think that was one of the characters that Dave Filoni kind of uh, wrote off from as the Japanese culture, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, Dave, definitely uh, continue the discussion. I know when we post this episode and he listens to it, he's going to make a comment, and please do. I, I think that maybe... Ma- Sean, please, maybe make, cr- make make us make corrections if we're wrong, Dave. Yeah, and I think we need to add... Or, or anyone. 
I think we need to have David on, on an episode of the home show yeah. and just have him kind of break down this stuff with us. And it's funny, Sean, he even continues to say, I believe this quote indicates she now knows the force belongs to any sect. It doesn't matter whether you're Jedi, whether you're Sith, what species you are. And she even says she he even says this. She's abandoned the hubris of the Jedi and accepts the force as it is building upon this concept. This is a great question, and I'm so glad it's really like our last question to be asking here on the podcast Mm -hmm. for this episode here. Building upon this question and this concept alone, would Ahsoka, she, had been a better mentor for Luke and ultimately Ben Solo in the early days of the New Republic? Would would Ahsoka have taught Luke more and would have prevented Ben Solo from turning? Could Ahsoka have done that? I say... I I, I think mostly... Hey, let's do a little over-under. Okay, let's go for it, Sean. Over-under 48%. Of, I want to say over 48. I'm going to say a big fat 75%. <laughs> big fat 75 Why are you saying 75% for Ahsoka being able to mentor Luke and save Ben Solo from going dark? Why do you say that? It Just, just because from of, we're just watching from The Last Jedi, it's... Mm-hmm. Luke's having such a hard tr- time trying to teach Ray the same, oh, the kind of the can- same concept, and I think Ahsoka could do much better. I mean, mm-hmm. we can we kind of saw that in not just a little tease in this Ahsoka book yes. of her not really teaching it, but more of her mentor, uh, mentor ability to these to these young women in the uh this the uh the village that she was in yes yes and i think that's one of the reasons why i think ahsoka is a much better and much better teacher and much better greater jedi than luke yeah Um, that i mean that yeah (laughs) no that i i 100 percent agree with you and i call it to i call it back to this the specific scene from the last jedi when we see Ray sitting there and meditating, and she. Yeah, that was my exact. That was like my <laughs> exact image going through my head when I was saying that. You and I think in the same pathway, man. And it's that whole scene same. where Luke is like, "Resist it, Ray. Resist it." Ahsoka would have said, "No. Understand the dark side. Yes, you see the light, but understand the dark so that you know how dark how how dark you can become. Yes, go and go on that journey. Go and see." Yeah. Find answers and when ray comes back what does luke do he punishes her for trying to build that connection between her and ben Solo, yeah. which forces her to go after ben ahsoka would have said listen ray you got the answer that you that you didn't want okay build that connection with ben solo but let him come to you let the darkness come to you yeah and let it filter itself out because if you let the darkness come to you much like with Anakin, if you let it yeah. come to you, you end up creating a balance. And that just I was just about talk. to say that too. Yeah, but you <laughs> stole that from me, but no, I'm kidding. You didn't steal that from me. I think you can add more to that though. Because I think you're you were heading down that path. Do you think that Ahsoka would have allowed Ray not necessarily to pursue Ben Solo, but could Ahsoka more more, more understanding, I think. Okay, okay. What do you mean by that? I'm curious. Of uh, it, I think because of course Ray comes from a now this is going to be a new theory of Ray and Ahsoka no there we go um, no throw it out there 
No. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, for Ray, coming from a, a, from a nobody, basically. Yes, coming from yeah, a nobody. Yeah. That's right. I'm trying to compare uh, Ray and Ahsoka, and Ahsoka, well, Ahsoka supposedly came from came from nobody too. But their past was much; the both paths were so much different. Yes. But I think Ahsoka's path was much easier to understand. And yes. if and if Ahsoka taught Ray that those understanding paths in in like what years worth of time or something like at that, least, at least yeah, it would it would easily help understand Ben's path yep. of becoming I mean I know it'd be a little late but uh, it takes time to yeah, it takes true. it takes time to understand these things of course and it's I up. think that and I think that's why ahsoka has been such a great uh Jedi over these past years and becoming stronger as she ages she's understanding it as a easier time. I mean, Ahsoka started at 16, understanding, and then 18, I think as when she was 18 in the Rebels, she was 18 in Rebels, right? Yeah, correct. When she, when she was understanding the whole p- power, we see, on, I'm saying, I think she, she's maturing with her understanding of the Jedi, I think, more than like what Luke has. Because we right. remember uh, Luke, what he was mid 20s in yeah. in a new hope and all that yeah and he still did not he did not understand as much and so and still he still doesn't understand because what he i'm not saying uh uh luke's a great jedi i think it's just because of his luke's past what, his, his, what did yoda say to him when he was burning the tree still looking towards the horizon right right and i like and i think uh Uh, during that uh, episode in Clone Wars with Ahsoka and Yoda, mm-hmm. understanding when the when she's trapped in the the ice area, yes, yes, that was one of the one of my favorite episodes. Her trying to understand the Force because what Yoda is, what's his understanding of it of it of the Jedi. Yeah, I don't remember the exact words what he no, said, I, but that was such a great moment. It was such a, such a great moment. So yeah, so pivot. yeah. If you if you understand what I was trying to say, that whole <laughs> debauchery of words, debauchery, the debauchery. <laughs> no, that was really. I mean, I agree with you one hundred percent. And I think Luke would have been very different if Ahsoka had come into the equation. Um, I think that, and it's hard to say with Episode Nine, man. It's hard to say. Do we see Ahsoka show up? I talked to Caden Stetler about it from Rebel Cause and the Rebel Chatter podcast all the time. Could we see her show up? Do they have plans for her? I say no. I think we're going to see her in some no. other format. What do you say, Sean? I, I agree. I hope I hope it's another format. Me too. I, I mean, think she needs her own format. TV series. Yeah. Kind of, maybe after after Mandalorian. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Kind of like like we said, maybe doing a, her, her, her and Sabine and maybe... Maybe Sabine will become a Jedi. Who knows? Oh, that was be, Anakin. Cool. I mean, not Anakin. Ahsoka. Sorry. <laughs> Does Ahsoka teach her the ways? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really yeah. good point. Because I mean, we kind of we, we kind of we kind of we kind of see that in Rebels, like you, you said, with a dark saber. Like I just like I just repeated over you. 
<laughs> no, it's true with 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 what Kanan was teaching to to uh, Sabine and and yeah, yeah she's getting frustrated with. I'm sorry, she was not ready. Kicking Ezra's butt a couple times though with that dark saber. Well, she would. She wasn't ready. She didn't have a proper teacher. Correct. But now she's got Ahsoka. Uh, I, that's what I'm thinking. Wow, what a cliffhanger to leave this episode off. Yeah. On. I love it. I, I think we're gonna get something this in this upcoming year with Ahsoka and Sabine. Oh, yes, Star Wars celebration. I hope so, man. I hope they announce something. You know what we're gonna do is we're we're, we're gonna have a weekend off. Whatever yeah. that is, we're gonna yeah. live stream it. Go oh, have absolutely. a party. Have a party. Live stream it. Get oh, yeah. our reactions. Oh yeah, it's it's called Celebration Lancaster. <laughs> we're gonna be on stage watching it. Exactly. Doing podcast. That I think that 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 is going to be the place, and we're gonna have everybody in the room. We're gonna have all these fantastic podcasters in the room on April thirteenth. Man, I, I, it's it's gonna be a fantastic, fantastic time. It's- Yep. It's it's like the Super Bowl for us. I'm so excited. <laughs> it really it is. literally is. Yep, yep. And I think we'll do a very special home show episode up from live on the stage. Too. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, that would that'd be that'd be tons of fun. And I think based on this moment right now, Sean, when we're talking about this, if any Ahsoka news comes up during celebration, I'm gonna look right over to you at Telus 360. I'm gonna be like, let's get our butts up on stage and let's talk about this because let's remember yeah. what happened <laughs> on episode 29 of the home yeah. show when we talk oh, yeah. about this. So thank you once again to everybody who sent out questions. Thank you. Hashtag Ask Brick City. All that fantastic stuff happening in a galaxy far, far away here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. But Sean, we've sadly come to the time of the show. Oh. Blood time! Blood. Honk, 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 honk. Blood time! Jin! <laughs> What's up, I'm Spongebob? Uh, uh, you sound like Patrick for a second doing uh, that quote. Uh, I just messed it up. <laughs> I can't think of the quote. <laughs> That's all right. I'm sure we can use it on a future episode here. But Sean, it's plug time here at the home show. The home show. Sean, where can the good people find you across social media? You guys, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Shama Show One. Follow my Instagram at itszonez. Uh, friend me and follow me on Facebook and follow me at Bandcamp. Bandcamp and SoundCloud for my music. Even though I haven't updated it soon. Yes, yes, absolutely. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mister Vote Tweets. Check out all my tomfoolery hat wearing at Joanne Fabrics over there at the official vote please make sure to check out www.brickcityblockade.com all the fantastic announcements comic cons celebration lancaster all these fantastic things coming up on the near horizon make sure to go over there also t public to rock the network 14 dollars tees on the way very very soon patreon to support the network your money helps go towards doing events community events starlight events your money goes directly into helping the brick city blockade bring more smiles to kids faces through our galaxy of joy program with starlight children's foundation big shout out to them out, out in culver city california all those wonderful people mm-hmm. all the kids in the hospitals who are receiving their starlight gowns and their starlight um the starlight uh, machines that come into the room and they're able to play we and everything yeah we love our work with starlight children's foundation so big shout out to you guys continue to thank you thank there. you it's a wonderful wonderful program and again i will plug it 
here for Rebel Cause and from Brick City, Celebration Lancaster, coming on April 13th, Saturday, April 13th, from noon to 5 p.m. at TELUS 360. Mark those calendars. Gangs, East Gang Street uh, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mark those calendars. It's going to be great. Sean and I are going to be up on stage with all the rest of these great podcasters talking about what's happening at Star Wars Celebration. We're going to have Chris Letty. We're going to have Quinn, Sammy Martin, of course, mm. live at Celebration doing check-ins from Chicago for us. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. But until next time, folks, for Sean Me Show, this is Robin Vogt from The Home Show. The Home Show. And as we always say. Thanks, darling. (laughs) (laughs) May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Darling. 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 Always. Always, forever. Freddy. Forever, forever, ever, ever. Oh, Patrick, that is enough. Chip, show Patrick the door. Thank you, Chip.